Welcome to IPU Podcast. I am your host, Jay Tissy. And I'm Agape Pamiro. This is a show about business owners, philanthropists, and influencers in the African diaspora. Every dream begins with a dreamer, and we're here to share the stories behind their movement. So sit back, relax, learn a thing or two, and enjoy the conversation. Welcome, happy people. Today, we have a very, very special guest. Our guest is Confidence. He's an award-winning, multi-talented entertainer. He's mostly known for his starring role as Uguebena, the cowboy on Little America. Confidence also plays a recurring guest star in the CBS comedy, Barb Hart's Abishola, and has played other strong roles in major Hollywood productions, including American Gods, a recurring role in Complications, Emmy awarding winning show Atlanta, and a comedy feature fist fight opposite Ice Cube. Thank you so much for being on our show today. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you. Welcome, Mr. Confidence. It's so great to have you. Yes, we're going to have some fun. Yeah, yeah we are. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't so, make fun of you guys. Oh, well. <laughs> I, I we can take it. You... We can take it. <laughs> so, um, Agape just kind of, you know, uh, said who you are in a nutshell. But can you just introduce yourself to our listeners that don't know you, which I doubt anybody doesn't. But if they don't, who is Confidence? Uh, Confidence is a kid who came to America in a banana boat. Um, no, I did not. <laughs> no, um, I, am, I am born and raised in Nigeria, moved to the U.S. Um, uh, parents woke me up one day, 5 a.m., and said, we're moving to the United States. And in two hours, we were at the airport. I kid you not. And um, that was that. And it took about... Seriously. Seriously, just like that, we moved to the United States and, um, and life changed drastically, um, which definitely added to um, uh, a, a drive to, to, to do more because it felt like I was stripped away from home. And mm. um, so there's a, a deeper passion with connecting with Africa in so many different ways. But that's me. And, um, and I went to school, went to college. I went to school for biological engineering and biomechanics. And um, somehow God said, yeah, I don't really want you behind the scenes hiding. I want you on the front lines inspiring people through entertainment. And one way or another, I'm in the front line doing uh, film, TV, music. And it's been, it's been wonderful. Oh, that's awesome. So you went to school for engineering. Like, how did that, what was that? And did you, did you have acting background? Or how did you pivot from that? Especially having Nigerian parents, uh, immigrant parents. I know how that can be to go from engineering degree to, oh, I'm acting now. How, how was that transition? Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely hard. Um, definitely extremely difficult. Um, but while in school, there was this, um, this calling for you were supposed to do this, uh, do something else. And so while in school, I, I joined my siblings. We had a dance team. So um, I joined the dance team and, um, you know, get, did a lot of African drumming, African dancing. And then I started writing plays. And um, this was just me seeing what this, this calling was, you know, and playing around. So I would write plays that we would do one a year with like an African student union at the University of Florida. And um, while I was there, I was actually the, the president of the organization for two years. And I was a dance choreographer for like five years. Um, so mm -hmm. I was very active in the African scene and, and, um, and just experimented on the arts. And it went really, really well. Um, and I knew that um, I was eventually going to do the arts. Um, but, you know, when you start with engineering, it's such a profound degree that it would kind of be weird to just let it go. And so um, I wanted to finish schooling. And, you know, if I ever wanted to, to get like a, a regular corporate job, an engineer degree can get you a job with a good amount of money. So that was the idea to just finish, get a job with the engineering degree. And then while I'm working with that job, I pursue the entertainment um, unfortunately, the job for the engineering degree didn't happen where I wanted it to happen. Um, I wanted to get a job at like LA, New York, or Atlanta, and I didn't. 
So I ended up uh, just going to Atlanta and um, I became like a high school math teacher. And um, while I was doing that, hustling at night and God opened some doors and now we're here today. Wow. wow. Wait, I want to go back to your parents waking you up at 5 a.m. to move to a whole different <laughs> country. Like, I'm still stuck on that. You guys didn't have a talk prior to that saying we're thinking about relocating? Like, how does this work? Yes. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. Um, you know, I actually haven't even spoken to my siblings about this. Um, yeah, we we actually never discussed it because um I'm the fourth out of five kids. Um hey, so we're there's five a possibility. Oh nice, nice, yeah. wow. Five is the number. <laughs> yeah. So there's a possibility that the oldest knew or maybe the, the first two <laughs> you know there's a possibility that they they knew but uh for me being a closer to the end i think it was a thing like if you told the kids too early and they went out in the street instead mm. of talking you could really just tell the wrong person and that yeah. just ruined so it literally was get up pack your stuff and go and i'm like what can i pack in an hour like like the, the the madness, the audacity, you know, I remember running outside to kind of even um like to go say goodbye to my friends, right? right. And uh. and I'm yelling their names at like five in the morning. No um. kid is awake at five <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> so so and literally at that time there was no social media. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. So literally once I left. I lost touch with everybody. It was, How old were it, you? It, it, yeah, uh, that is speculation. Um, <laughs> still trying to. There's a Nigerian age and there's an American. Just trying to figure out which age is what. Just give me but, the Nigerian um, one. Uh, even that is. Still- <laughs> <laughs> let's just say I was about teenage-ish. Teen- yeah, let's just say. Okay. okay. Teenage-ish. Um, yes, so, got it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, somewhere along those lines um, but yeah so still still a, a young person where mm-hmm. um stripping their life away just like that and and there's no way of um of connecting through social media at that time and then i remember not eating in the plane for like almost a day like you know because at that time was like a lot of transferring flights mm-hmm. and i was just still in shock that you people just felt the need to just strip me out of home to tell me we are going to this land of the free. And then I got mad when I showed up to America and I didn't see gold because all the hype was, <laughs> you know, there's, there's gold in the, the streets. streets of gold. Yeah, I, I remember like, that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, <laughs> yo, I am seeing the ghetto. I am seeing the slums and I'm seeing wealthy neighborhoods like I see in Nigeria. So where was the the hype about you know that mm-hmm. everything is clean here everything is this nah man they they deceived us from television what yeah. was your yes. destination your first destination in the u.s florida we went straight um... to florida yeah well i think we, we may have stopped in new york i know for sure we stopped in amsterdam and maybe mm-hmm. new york and then um to florida for sure yeah. At least you didn't, you know, end up in a snowy place. We ended up in Michigan, for God's sakes. Like, yeah, in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Sorry. <laughs> well, I still remember the first time that I saw that. I was like, what is this? <laughs> what is that? Well, the good thing for you guys is if you came in the snow, then you would have thought maybe the gold is under the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then when the snow goes out, then your eyes will open. <laughs> Oh yeah. my gosh. It's it's so a you, journey. So you said uh you started in in college that's when you started writing and doing dance. Did you ever like do any acting stuff in high school? Did you ever have a calling for it then or it was till uh college that you really explored the creative side? Oh good. Yes, yeah, so um now I remember um actually yes, my last year of high school I did I did a musical Mm. A one of my my classmates was um she was directing and, and putting together a musical, and they asked if I'll be interested, and uh, and I was like, yes, why not? And so I did it. 
Um, and obviously, again, my parents were not supportive of me doing this thing. So I remember, and not to say that my dad is a bad father. Um, uh, he did an amazing job in so many ways. But mm -hmm. I remember when, like, he didn't want me to do it so bad that he wouldn't pick me up from school. <laughs> so, so literally, I would stay after school and rehearsals would finish like maybe like late night, like maybe six or seven or so. And um, I would go on a hide behind the school building so that everybody would think that my parents has picked me up. Wow. And then when everybody left, I would come out and walk home. Wow. And man, I did that. And nobody knew that I was in that the entire program. Because, you know, as a kid, you don't, you kind of don't want people to be in your business. Uh -huh, so, sure. um, uh, yeah, so, but what I did appreciate was like, it was kind of like he allowed me to do it, but mm -hmm. um, it was more like, I'm not going to be part of this mm -hmm. thing that you're doing. It's a waste of time focusing your academics. And, you know, at that time, you know, I was in AP classes. I was doing extremely well. Um, you know, I was still saying the, I want to become an orthopedic surgeon mm -hmm. and all those conversations, you know, newspaper articles has me and so many newspapers, I was winning scholarships. So um, for a parent who came to, to the United States to, um, to, to progress in life, and then you are talking about you, you want to ask, like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's no time for that. You know, we are supposed to come here, do well and impact our country back home and the world. So I understood, uh, but so I did my thing, did every day and um, the show came out great. I enjoyed myself and, um, and I would do it again. Yeah, I would nice. do it again. How long of a walk was it? Ah, you know, <laughs> um, it was definitely a walk. Like I can't even picture the, the miles now. Um, maybe, maybe, Three, four miles, maybe, maybe wow. five. It was definitely not like a straight road. No, mm -hmm. it wasn't. Because our school, like the city that it was in, is kind of the country. So mm -hmm. everything tends to be out there. So maybe three, four, five. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, so, it's not a big deal when you're doing something you love, right? You know, exactly. you're walking home, you're like, man, I had a great day. And, and, you know, I'm going to go home and do my homework and I'll come back again. Yeah. Luckily for you, when you get older and have kids of your own, you can literally say, uh, <laughs> to chase my dreams, I had to walk miles to and from school. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah. And, you know, it was actually probably a reminiscent to, um, to living in Nigeria. And I think when we're kids, I think it really shapes who we are. That little when we're like very, very young. In Nigeria, I would always um, go to church in the morning, then go to school. Then after school, I would go to church again at night. So being by myself and walking that three, four miles was never a big deal. So coming to the United States and somebody is not gonna pick me up, okay. It yeah, actually, okay. it doesn't impact, it doesn't mm. do anything. It's just another walk again. And I think even till today, um, when I moved from um, uh, Florida to at Atlanta, I didn't have a lot of support again. So moving there was also felt like another four mile walk, right? Mm -hmm. I'm moving my whole life with there. So I think um, while young, uh, those little things we are doing really shapes how we see life. And for me, I see life in, if I'm supposed to do this thing, um, then nothing can stop it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's going to happen one way or another. Yeah. I like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. I do too. So I got introduced to you as a cowboy on Little America. <laughs> um, but I know that your journey starts way before then. Because a lot of times, you know, when people see this, they have, they, I guess you on top, you know, they just say, oh my God, who is this guy? He just came out of nowhere, but you didn't come out of nowhere. You started from, you know, like little roles and 
can you just tell us a little bit about your your um, journey and how you got to be discovered for the role as the cowboy in Little America? Okay. Yeah, so um, my journey was a fun one. Um, I got to Atlanta and um, I did some, I did a lot of short films mm -hmm. and student films. And uh, the idea was in Florida, I was like, you know, what's the word? Um, a big fish in a small pond, right? Mm -hmm. And Atlanta is a big pond. So it was like trying to see if I really had um, the skill set or the business to survive in this industry uh, mm -hmm. or, or to even book work. And because my background wasn't necessarily in the arts, because I did engineering, um, right. I did do a minor eventually in visual and performing arts, but okay. it was really, a, it was more like doing African dancing, um, a lot of dancing classes and drumming. Um, uh, but yeah, so I did a lot of shorts and that was for me to learn from these students who, you know, went, uh, who took classes and, you know, some of them came from, from, from School of the Arts as well. And I worked with a lot of people and I would learn from them. And I think what helped me was, again, that, that walk every day to church and back made me uh, independent and a self-starter. And so for me, I can always watch somebody and learn. I don't always need the typical way of how students learn in groups. Um, so yeah, I would watch a lot of people. Then um, while in church again, everything happens in church for me. I don't know why. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is good. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, so while in church, I got closer to one of the musicians, because I'm also a musician, I play drums and things like that. So I would play drums in the church and um, he would be like the, the choir master and, you know, play the piano. And obviously we got really close and then we would play Scrabble. And he invited mm -hmm. another friend of his who happens to be in the industry. And she's now big time. Um, yeah, so he brought her over to the house and, you know, I always win, even though they say that I don't win, but in my eyes between <laughs> us, I always win the Scrabble games, okay? Right. Yeah, so, so from there, the lady was like, hey, um, you know, I'm in this comedy thing. Um, you know, if you would like, uh, I could cover your class for you to take this writing class for sketch comedy. And, you know, yeah. before then, I've done, like, my own short. I've done my own web series as well. You know, I've experimented with things that I learned. So this was the first time I was now going to sit back and learn from people who really do this for a living. And so I did the class and, um, you know, and we do a show at the end of the year. So I got the opportunity to write some of my own sketch comedy. They loved it. The show was amazing. It received a standing ovation. Um, and then from there, an agent was in the crowd maybe days or weeks later, I get a call like, hey, man, there's a commercial for for Delta. Uh, do you want to do it? I went to the audition. I booked that. And that was literally my wow. first big thing. I was like, oh, just like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. This thing is easy. Yeah. <laughs> but that came years after I've been in Atlanta. Um, but yeah, then, then from there, a friend of mine, had an agent she introduced me to a different agent as well and then i got with that agent and then from there it just became like hustling and bustling and networking connecting with the right people um but but i would say that first few years of doing like free work was really the foundation mm. of the skill set right you can't sell a business if there's no skill set and even though I would say that um, I had a natural gift um, of being an entertainer, but you have to fine tune your art. And those times helped me fine tune it. And um, I started booking, man. And when I'm on set, I would be watching um, different actors and seeing what they're doing. I would also be reading scripts and seeing the different writing styles. And so, I was learning a lot and I happened to book a lot and then it was okay. 
where am I going to go next? New York, LA. Um, and I chose LA cause I knew a lot more people in LA and, mm -hmm. um, I went there again, grinded. Um, you get a lot of no's, you get a lot of rejections. And let me just paint the picture for people that don't, may not understand the actor's journey. You ever know how like you apply for a job, right? Mm -hmm. You apply for a job and they interview you and you're waiting for a response, right? And if you don't get the job, they would send you a response saying, we didn't hire you, whatever. And they'll try to make you feel good about life. And even though you want to punch them in the face, they try to put <laughs> mm -hmm. them in the Yeah. You know, yeah. in acting, there's no such thing as a rejection letter. So you have to get comfortable with applying for a job in January and never hearing about that job for the rest of your life. Now, there's nothing at all. There's so nothing no news is bad news in the acting. <laughs> no, no, well, we don't know. It's just if you hear a news, that's good for you. Right. If you don't hear, you don't know what that means. It, it could mean they have hired somebody, or it could it could really mean. So let's say, for example, right, they hired you, mm -hmm. right, but they don't tell me that I'm rejected, right? Mm -hmm. Before you you film, God forbid, you get injured mm. or something else happens. Now they could come and say, "Hey, Second confidence, best. are you still a? Are you, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. but if you sent a letter to ten thousand people that you are rejected, and then later on you want to call somebody back right. and say, "Hey, um, somebody might be like, man, I don't even want to do it anymore. I am good." <laughs> You know, you know, so yeah. you never know, but it's, it's a business where in a year I would say like, I may be submitted hundreds of times, maybe seven, 500 or more per year. I might be submitted to a gig, maybe mm. even a thousand in the beginning, because you're talking, I'm submitting an agent is submitting a manager. It's going to be hundreds. Then you may actually get a hundred auditions in a year. So actually getting a call to audition and out of that hundred, be happy if you book 10. Mm -hmm. wow. So it's, it's not a, it's not a business that, um, it's not a, a business for the weak. It's a business for the strong. It's, it's a mental game. And so, um, you know, the so-called not hearing feedback from people, um, or not getting the official, you didn't get it. You, you have to just move on from it and focus on your next thing, the next thing you have to do. Um, and that's just the way it works. Yeah, and eventually this audition came for Little America. And funny enough, back to church. That is good. <laughs> That's another one. You know what? Let me even talk about not the pastor yet. I'll save that for later. So back to church. I was writing this gig, right? Another thing mm -hmm. about being an actor, I tell people is um, when you truly connect with God and you really believe this is what you're supposed to do, mm -hmm. then God will make a way. And there are mm -hmm. times where you have to create your own work and open doors for yourself. So I'm a writer, I'm a creator, and I started writing this project that I wanted to do. And um, I guess the, whatever I was writing must have been bad because God was like, confidence, that thing that you're writing is trash. Stop writing that nonsense. <laughs> God is like, stop writing that nonsense. I have something else for you to do. And literally, the character I'm playing in Little America is similar to the character I was writing. Oh, Just no in a different, he's not a cowboy, he's nothing like that. But in terms of the mannerisms that I put into the character of Iweguna is similar to the show. And I just laughed saying, wow, this is hilarious. So oh my I did gosh. when I tell you like it's, 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 it's no joke. It was like the timing was crazy. Now, before this, I took another, um, an acting class specifically to learn a different style of acting or a different type of character, which plays along with 
the character in Iwe Gwena. So it was like I was prepping for what I was writing to shoot my own project. And I was literally prepping for something else. And wow. man, when I tell you, and the, the interesting thing about Little America is each episode is a different story, right? So mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. the star of my own episode. And when I book the gig, my team is like, yeah, man, um, you know, you're going to go out there and you're going to, um, all you have to worry about is this show. Uh, you don't have to take it upon yourself to, you know, um, lead the show or whatever. Just go in there and do your job. And I woke up one day and I felt like God, God told me, you are going to lead the show. And I did not know what that meant. I just think mm -hmm. like, all right, just go in there and do an amazing job because you are the number one on the sheet. Um, everybody is listening to you. They're going, they're basing their day on your energy. So if you come there annoying, everybody will have a bad day. So I just went in there excited, um, you know, cracking a lot of jokes and still bringing in my A game. Slept like four hours a day during filming. It was the hardest I've ever worked. Um, but what resonated to me was later on that you're going to lead the show became, I became the face of the show. Mm. You did, and yeah. I literally became, and it was like, wow, not seeing that coming, just taking it as going there and do a great job for your little episode and, and do what you can. And it became literally you are the face of little America and it's opened so much, so many doors right now. It's, it's really been a blessing. You were brilliant. Really awesome, man. You were really brilliant in that show. And honestly, I wasn't like, I went to watch the show for Kimi Yondo, right? I was like, Oh, she, you yeah. know, she's in this episode, episode five. Sure. I watched it. And then like, I'm all about anything black. Right. So I looked mm -hmm. through the episodes. I was like, Oh, cowboy african okay let me see what this is about <laughs> and then i watched it and i was just in tears like a baby i was like oh my god and then i was like who is this guy i've never seen him before and that's when i went on this like almost stalkerish you know and we can and like, we can take the almost okay. out of it hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I started, I was like, oh my God, I actually knew even before this, because I watched, like I said, Bob and uh, Bob Hart's Abishola, and I've mm -hmm. seen you as the pastor, but I didn't realize it was you, and that's how brilliant you were. You just wear different hats, and you take on that role to a whole nother level. So kudos you. to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Uh, Bob Hart's was a, a fun one, too, and um, hopefully I come back for another season, um, then um, I'm excited, man. Even Bob Hart, I was only supposed to be there for one episode. I ended up coming back for another one, and they just got renewed. So some more good good news should be coming up. Nice. Yeah, you're gonna, nice. Yeah. Before you know it, you're going to be leading that show. Oh, let's get a spinoff. <laughs> hey, hey. The, <laughs> let's put it out the there. Spin let's put it out is, there right now. Yeah, I'm down for it, man. Even even with, with Bob Hart, again, back to church. Um, <laughs> if there's anything you learn from this, Everything happens in church, <laughs> one way or another. Oh, um, so back to church, right? You know, I'm in LA, and LA is very um, um, the bad thing that I've noticed about LA. People may not say it. Um, I don't think people should go to LA unless they really have a stronghold of themselves, mm. because you can easily get lost. Um, in LA, so many things go uh, goes on in LA, good, bad, the the entire thing, and you know the industry is heavy there, and with how hard it is to survive in the business, you can easily get stuck in work, 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 and you, you're not taking care of your mental health, um, your spiritual health, your physical health, and your finances, and you know. LA has a lot of homelessness. LA has a lot of mental illness, a lot of, of just, there's so much there. So you really want to have a good connection and a stronghold of yourself before you go to a place like that. So mm -hmm. while I was in LA, I was looking for like, you know, sort of like um, 
a Bible study group or whatever, something mm -hmm. like that, just with some folks to make sure that I'm level-headed um, and things like that. So I ended up joining like a Zoom call thingy with some friends actually in Atlanta that started. So, but because it's like Zoom, I could be in LA and call. So interestingly, maybe the week or two that I got in and I started dialoguing with them, right? Then the audition for the pastor came up. <laughs> and I was like, what? I got this because he just started doing this Bible study. It's for me. And they preach it. Yeah, man. Literally, it, it literally was just came in. And I was like, okay. So went to the audition and boom. And the creator was like, yo, because one of the creators is Nigerian. And she yeah. was like, the moment we saw your tape, I told them to just stop it. There's no point watching anything else. That's the guy. That That's is awesome. the guy. And from there, got the call, booked it, and um, did one episode. And then um, after Little America came, yeah, after Little America came out, you know, I sent the creator the Little America stuff. I was like, hey, check this out. You might enjoy it. And they watched it, and she's like, "Wow, that's that's amazing." And she's like, "Well, um, you're coming back anyways to Bob Hearts." So ended up going back, and yeah, j just like that, got back to Bob Hearts, and and um, it's it's been beautiful, man. It's been beautiful. That's awesome. Let me do it. You, yeah, I'll be to God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big time, big time. So. Big time. Was that what? When was your first role where you felt like you made it? Was it Bob Hearts, or was like there's something else that made you feel like I could really do this and I can make a career out of it? What was that experience for you? You, you ask that again. What was my first role that I felt like I made like, it? Yeah, or like first experience either in Atlanta or LA where you were like, this is real. I can actually make this a career for yourself. Oh, um, you know that's a tough one. Um. I would say the first one, the first, um, the Delta thing. Um, but I'm also a believer in, I would say that because of the way you worded the question, right? Um, but mm -hmm. I'm also the believer in a sense of like, almost like a Moses where uh, Moses in the Bible did not see the finish line, but he just knew whatever God is saying he should do, he just has to keep going. So. I'm also like that in a mindset of um, I just have to keep going. And right. so for, for me, it's not really a making it uh, a making it thing because a lot of people feel uh, they've made it if they get to um, a Denzel's level. Right. But mm -hmm. um, I can also argue that what's the goal, right? The goal is to make a living doing what you love. So even if you're making a low salary, but you can eat, you can pay rent and you can survive. That's to an extent making it because you're doing mm -hmm. what you love and you're eating. So mm -hmm. there's many avenues for acting. You have plays, you have commercials, you have Broadway, um, film and TV. Um, and so for me, I don't think I've hit the so-called, yeah, I'm in, mm -hmm. but I know from people's eyes, I am in, I've made it in their eyes, but um, I think when I create a show, I can officially say I've landed because I think the, the journey is to get, for me at least, is to be in the position to create positive shows for families. And, and I think when I'm in that vicinity, then it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay. So then to kind of reword it real quick to kind of get a more expounded answer from you. What, mm -hmm. I think you kind of just said it too though, but I guess what would your definition of success be to yourself? Not like making it since you, you're going to keep going. Is it the show, creating the show that's when you're like, or what is your definition of success in the career? Okay. Okay. Um, so I would say success in the career, um, so my answer would be more of, of what I just said. When I get when I get to 
uh, creating a show, I would really feel like, um, yeah. So, so, so I was saying, I think for me, I, I became successes when you're doing what you love freely uh, for me. So I think I achieved that maybe a few years ago, um, when I understood business where that Mm -hmm. I could function as an entrepreneur freely, um, make some money and work on my own schedule. Right. And not saying you work less because you are almost a 24 hour business, just Mm -hmm. like a Coca-Cola, you know, but, um, if I feel like taking a break today, I will take the break. If I feel like taking a break for, for two weeks, I am taking a break for two weeks. So I think, um, when I got to the, the place where I can do those things early on, that to me was already success because um, I was happier, I was more fit, and I was just free. There wasn't a, oh man, if I want to take off, I have to get permission from a boss for four mm-hmm. weeks, you mm-hmm. know? So I think I achieved that early on. And then um, it's, it's just expanding a lot more. Uh, but I would say when I'm going to feel great about what I'm doing is really when that creating a show happens. I think I'm going to lose my mind in a sense of, wow, you are creating a show for families and you're going to make right. them laugh. I think that's, that's, that's going to be a big deal for me. We'll have to have you mm-hmm. back on when that, uh, when the show's dry. <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that. Yeah. So- yeah. Um. Just going back, I, I you mentioning that you know when you when you got to a point where you didn't have to answer to a boss, you felt like you've made it. Or prior to that, you were a teacher, right? You you were mm-hmm. a teacher full time, but then you were still hustling on the side. At what point did you quit your nine to five and focused on just acting? Period. Um. <laughs> yeah. I. I quit that. Why did I even quit that? Um, I quit that. Oh, yes, because it was literally um, at some point it was ruining what I was trying to do in a sense of being people have to respect teachers. And, and I've had a lot of teachers in my life that really impacted my way of thinking. Um, but as a teacher, you're, you're working the so-called nine to five. But after work, you're also, you're grading papers and you're planning the next day mm. and you're trying to cater your teaching to different students that learn differently in class. Your class is like 32 students and then kids come in with a lot of chaos and, and you know, they, they want your advice. Somebody is pregnant. Uh, somebody just lost a house. And even though you're not hired for those things, right? As a teacher, you're going to hear all of those things. And, and I think it got to the point where I cared so much that um, I wasn't able to um, do what God led me to do in the arts. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to get out of that environment to focus more on that. Because, man, I, I would come home and I would still be working as a teacher the whole night. And then it would mm-hmm. be the amount of time to to do something else. Um, but even when I left, I kept doing like um, SAT preps. I would do SAT preps, ACT preps. I would tutor on the side. So I kept being involved with academics. Some people m- might bring me in to do like a math program. I was a math uh, teacher. So they'll bring me in to do some math programs here and there. So I'm definitely big in academics. And I want to continuously um, uh, promote academics. I just think for me, I was supposed to be in the arts to also inspire people to do other things, um, just as far as visibility goes. Um, but academia is huge for me, uh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And to piggyback off of that, um, I know that uh, immigrant parents live for bragging rights, right? About their kids. So I was like, oh, my son is an engineer. My son is a doctor, da, 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 da. So you got that engineer degree and I'm sure your parents are excited. Um, yeah. But then you didn't end up getting uh, working the industry. 
at what, I'm sure they're disappointed to some degree, but at what point are they now at a place where they're like, you know what? He's not an engineer. I mean, you're an engineer. You're just not working in the industry and you're now acting. At what point were your parents like actually happy for you and excited and they can brag about what you're doing? Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's, it's a tough thing because um, I think um, uh, I don't know if they're necessarily excited even to today. Mm. Um, <laughs> and that's just, yeah, me being honest. I don't know, but maybe I'm also biased in a sense of um, when, when it didn't feel like you supported me for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And now the things are like popping mentally, maybe I'm expecting a, wow, wow, you have done it. You know, <laughs> yeah, mentally I'm expecting a grand gesture because I didn't get anything for years. Mm-hmm. So if I'm not getting the grand gesture, then um, I think in my mind, I'm still like, are you really there or are you not? Um, and, and yeah, so it's kind of a tough thing. So I really wouldn't know, but I know that their friends would see it. And I think mm-hmm. when their friends speak to them about it, then they realize more of, oh, wow, what's what he's doing is actually a big deal. Um, right. yeah, so, so I think from their, their, their friends, um, they're probably excited. Uh, but for me, um, I'm still in the middle. I'm still unsure. You're still waiting yeah. for right. the standing ovation. <laughs> so if it's it's not even like I'm waiting. For right. me, it's like, again, I'm that kid who's going to walk three, four miles by himself. So mm. I'm just doing my thing. And for me, I always believe that whenever anybody wants to jump on board, they're going to jump on board. It's like you guys, when you started this, right? You just went ahead, mm-hmm. you you thought of the idea, and you did your thing. And nothing is going to stop you guys. And you guys are going to keep growing, and it's going to be great. And whenever anybody wants to jump on board, they're going to jump on board. But this plane is taking off, and it is going <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I hear going. you. Yeah. To, to tie into that engineering thing, do you, do you feel like – studying how to come studying engineering did it give you an advantage like what advantages did it give you disadvantages when you switched to a complete like from a left brain thing to a right brain thing how did that thinking how were you able to apply it to your creative side once you got into the industry oh man um i think it helps me so much in business um Mm -hmm. because uh you know there's there's one thing I do this workshop once in a while. I'm about to do another one soon. So if anybody's interested in the workshop, jump on. It's free. But I do this workshop to um, help people with the business of entrepreneurship or acting and filming. Because there's one thing to have a great product, which is your skill set as an actor, and there's another thing to make it a business. And most people believe that they are great entertainers, but they've not learned the business. And Mm. believe it or not, the talent is 10%. The talent is literally 10% of the entirety of the business of an entertainer. So I think engineering gave me that this is how things work. If you want to create, if you want to build this house, if you want to create this thing, there are things you have to do. And those little elements are, it transcends to, this is how business works. And you need Mm -hmm. this element, you need that element, you need this. Otherwise, the business is not going to stand. It's not going to thrive. And then the art is the creative side. Oh, my gosh, I can fly. I can dance. (laughs) And and yeah, so so we have to take the time to really um, dive into the business. And I think that would elevate a lot more people that um, are trying to advance their careers. Um, It's like as an actor or a musician or anything, um, you are a brand, you are Mm Coca-Cola, literally, you are Pepsi. So anything Coca-Cola is doing, you're supposed to be doing it. You're supposed to be marketing yourself. 
you're supposed to taste good, right? If Coca-Cola <laughs> tastes good, right? You too, you have to be good. Now, mm -hmm. if you're not as good, right? Let's say, let's, let's compare, um, uh, I'm not going to say any names, but okay, yeah, there you go, right? If you're not as good, right? It's not saying you can't thrive. You just have to know where your market is. So mm -hmm. there's a market for Hollywood and there's a market for independent movies and, and people make a great living. But the problem is when you are making payless shoes and you're trying to get Nikes to buy mm -hmm. it, or you're trying to sell to people who are looking for Nikes. No, if you're payless, sell to people who are looking for payless shoes and it's going to be good. And so, yeah, figuring out your business module and things will help people thrive. Um, and, and speaking of, you know, you being a brand and having to keep up with that at all times, what are the pressures that come with that? Because like, I always feel like you guys are not allowed to have a bad day. You know, if you're out and you're just having a bad day and somebody approaches you and they're excited, but you're not on that level, how do you deal with that? Or have you dealt with that? And what are other pressures that come with you being in that position? Man, I didn't know you were going to go there, but um, I am <laughs> writing a, a movie about this. So good, good. Yes, I'm writing a movie about it. Um, uh, it does come with a lot of pressures uh, because there's an identity crisis. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, it goes back to church. It, it goes back <laughs> to <laughs> This church is a hit, if man. Nothing else, yeah. people go to church. That's yeah. it. Yeah, go to church. Yeah, go to church. Yeah, and and another thing when I say when I say it goes back to church is actually mm -hmm. two things. It's the physical church, but also the personal church. And and for me is you're supposed to be the church. Like so, my mm. my body, I am the billboard for Christ. I am the church, and there's also a physical church. So when I say go go back to church, it's it's also really about going back to the foundations of what makes you who you are, and um, if you connect to that um, God in you, um, you're going to not be phased about certain things, and you would it would help you have a stronger hold on um, emotions and problems uh, because there is a lot of problems. Uh, the, and the way to describe it is, let me go back to Coca-Cola. If right now somebody says Coca-Cola is the worst, Coca-Cola is stupid, they're an idiot, they're this and that, who is Coca-Cola? Nobody. There's not mm -hmm. one person. It's so Coca-Cola, yeah. yeah, it's a company, right? Mm -hmm. So Coca-Cola is not actually impacted. It's not a human mm -hmm. being. The difference now is when you're an actor and somebody says the exact same thing, who is confidence? It's a human being. So mm. you can't hide away from the insults anymore. It's literally saying, you suck, you're an idiot, you're stupid. And so you have to, to understand um, a way to separate yourself from that in a sense of this is a brand, you know, even if they're insulting this guy, they're insulting this company, not Uchenna, which is my first name. Mm -hmm. They're insulting the confidence. So yeah, insult confidence. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's tough. He's, you know, go in. Um, but to really separate yourself from that, and sometimes you could, um, it could mean getting away from social media, um, mm -hmm. not listening to a lot of those things, but you definitely have to be a lot stronger than a corporation where they sell a, a product that is not a person um but going back to the church having a strong faith in god and christ and um you're not concerned uh because once you have that connection nothing can phase you literally nothing it's just gonna come and pass yeah hmm. yeah wow are you a pk am i what a pk pastor's kid oh no 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 oh. not nah. No, I'm not. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not even close. Not even close. Just had to ask. Yeah, the the three four miles to the church made a big difference every day. I think. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. With all the many hats you wear, 
like uh, your actor, producer, writer, etc. What's it sounds like writing is what you're most passionate about, if I'm understanding you right, from what you've said so far. Or if not, what is your the hat you like the most in everything that you do in your entertainment industry? Yeah, I think I don't want to say it, but you might be right. I really don't know. Um, I think that I do have a disease where um, <laughs> I have to be doing multiple things. Otherwise, mm. I don't feel that um, I'm using my brain power. So mm. I thrive a lot more if I'm writing something, I'm acting something, I'm dancing, or I'm, I'm producing, I'm not doing one thing and just waiting for the next acting gig. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I do like creating. Um, so uh, not necessarily writing all day, but I do like the, the, the creative environment um, to, to, to say something through the arts, whether it be music, whether it is film, TV, or dance. Um, so yeah, I just, I would rather be doing multiple of them at the same time than one. I think I would lose my mind if I only did one. <laughs> yeah, it it would bother me. Oh my god! You got yeah. you got too much light in there to keep into one area. You got to spread it out everywhere. I feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. are you handling quarantining? Ah, Just having to um, stay still. <laughs> um. <yeah. laughs> so I did gain like ten pounds, but it's cool. You know, the Corona weight <laughs> is gonna come down in a moment. Um. Yeah, I. I did gain, I guess, you know, um, I'm actually an introvert in a sense of I like to create, so I, I'm not always out. Mm. Um, so being, being indoors didn't matter. Um, I do that a lot, but what messed me up was I do like to, even if it's two hours, when I go to the basketball court, you know, I, I didn't make it to the NBA. So when I go to the basketball court, I want to show people that I could have made it to the NBA. So right. it's a lot of yeah, yeah. So me not going to the basketball court to hoop and cross a lot of guys over and break their ankles, that was annoying. And that's the reason why I gained ten pounds, because I could not do that. Gotcha. And that right. yeah, I was mad. 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 <laughs> What's your favorite basketball team? Uh I don't have a team. I follow players. Player. Yeah. Oh, What's your favorite, favorite player? player? Wherever LeBron goes, I'm there. There you go. <laughs> That's my guy. LeBron, yeah. LeBron, Kyrie, Lillard, Giannis. Yeah, I got a few of them. They go down the list. They go down the list. I, I did yeah. not hear Kobe on that list. I'm kind of sad. I mean, I know I'm RIP, yeah. But. Kobe, right is, Kobe is a great player. We want to talk about, about Kobe. May his rest in peace. Um, he's an amazing player, but I think if you were to LeBron say is. Kobe Bryant, if you were to say who's the better player in terms of skill for skill, I'm going to say Kobe, oh, not LeBron. Okay. okay. Yeah, I would say Kobe. Wait, wait, wait. Like, okay, but, no, but, 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 yeah. but <laughs> basketball is a 5v5. Yeah. I would pick Kobe, I would pick LeBron over Kobe any day. Because True. it's a sport where it's five versus five. And I would start my team with the LeBron over Kobe. But if it was just on the street, yes, a Kobe, Kobe would probably take LeBron any day. Yeah. They're both great, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, just to make you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, confidence, we can talk to you forever. But I guess... Before we wrap this up, what advice do you have for any young person that's listening to this right now that know in their in their heart that they they're supposed to be creating, they're supposed to be you know doing some type of arts, but they have the pressures from the community, from their family saying no, go for the sure thing, you know the career that's always going to be there. What would you say to them? Um, and how were you able to silence all the naysayers and go for what you really wanted to do? Okay. Um, I would say that um, if you strongly believe that this is where you're supposed to go to, and um, it's kind of like you had a vision that this is where your world is going towards, um, 
don't waste your time trying to convince people of that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the Bible, there are people that were told certain things. And it was those people that were told. Um, Mary was told she was going to give birth to a son. Not mm-hmm. the whole world that Mary is going to give birth to the son. Mary was the one who was told. So Ouch. it's specific. Yeah, so our visions are specific. Don't waste your time trying to convince the world. Focus on the vision and figure out how to get that vision out. And when you get that vision out, the right people will come to you. And that's literally how it works. Get it out and the right people will start to come to you. You can't hide it. Mm. You got to put it out. Mm. You inspire me today in this message, man. Amen. Um, Amen, bro. Yeah. And one last question for you too as well. Uh, What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career with all the experience that you have now? Man. Um, man, um, don't waste a lot of time trying to get it perfect. Mm. Don't waste, just do it. Do it. Um, a, a, a successful man, sorry about that. A successful man said one day, um, when it's 75% ready, it's ready to go out. It's not ready to go out when it's 100. It's ready to go out when it's 75. And um, that can mean getting others to, to give you feedback and then releasing. But um, many of us, like myself, being creatives, we spend so much time trying to make it perfect. And a year goes by, two years goes by, three years goes by. And no, just get it out. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. get it out. I Listen, like I I think you were supposed to be a pastor too. Just think about it. <laughs> you might be missing a calling. <laughs> you know, um, when I was doing my three four mile walk, I did want to do that when I was younger. Yes, I there was a a drive to be a pastor at some point. Um, maybe it'll come back as, at another point. At a different light. It's a great title for your book, Three to Three Four Mile Walk. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, you have been doing a lot of podcasts, is why you know that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. That is a great title. Yeah. I, I would yeah. share. Yeah. And then yeah. give all your advice from what you learned to it. Right. But, so, mm. for all our listeners out there, where can they connect with you online? Any projects coming up you want to plug? Oh, and also that uh, conference you're talking about. I would like some details on the that. Workshop, so I'm sure yeah. They too. yeah, the workshop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can find me online, C-O-N-P-H-I Dance, um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And um, the workshop is going to be posted on those pages. And um, the flyer should come out early next week. And it's going to be sometime in July. And um, like I said, it's it's free. This is me going in on just the business side. And um, mm-hmm. if anybody's interested, you're more than welcome. If it's something, you know, it's definitely difficult to educate everybody within a, a limited time. So if there's interest, I might do like a series and like a follow up and things like that. But um, yeah, that's that's my give back. Um, join me in this journey, cause uh, a lot is coming and um, a lot is happening. Pray for me. Amen. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me, man. I really had a good time and I really hope the listeners benefit and um, you guys keep it up. Keep it up. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank God you say, for making love your energy. Time. I do too. And um, I, you know, we always, I always ask this question. I like to think of myself as like the African auntie that's always trying to hook people up. So yeah. for the ladies that are listening, is Mr. Possible <laughs> single? Can they slide in the DM? <laughs> Can they slide in the DM? Yeah, you can slide in the DM. Um, I am single. Um, I am single. Hear that, Judy? I didn't mean to This is why. What do you say? What do you say? It's fine. What do you say? Did you say you have any kids? No, I said, do you hear that, Judy? He's trying to say that for myself. This is why you shouldn't work with your brother. Like, this is horrible. I was asking for a friend. Hello. Um, yeah. <laughs>
confidence again thank you so much for making the time for us and for all our listeners thanks for tuning in until next time you've been listening to ipu podcast you can follow ipu podcast on instagram if you haven't yet please go to apple Podcasts and subscribe rate and review this podcast join us next week for another inspiring story follow your passion it will lead you to your purpose as always thanks for listening until next time